We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So for a second consecutive day in Baltimore, Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, who's off to yet another sizzling start to a season, was absent from practice on Thursday. Yeah, and what's interesting is that after John Harbaugh labeled Wednesday's absence as just a rest day, Andrews was listed a second time on Thursday's injury report with a knee injury. We have some thoughts and maybe even a theory ahead. I'm Bobby Trossett with Sarah Ellison. It's Friday, October 21st. And this is your morning Ravens vault. Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey finally opened up about the meaning behind his cryptic post-game tweet after Baltimore's loss to the Giants. And he also shared his thoughts on where he feels the team is coming up short in continued fourth quarter struggles. Plus, despite a bunch of moving parts through six weeks of football, is the Ravens running back room not receiving enough credit and perhaps even underrated? We'll go inside the numbers. Yeah, we have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. All right, Bobby, let's just get to it. What is the deal with Mark Andrews? After missing Wednesday's practice for what John Harbaugh referred to as a rest day, number 89 popped up both on Wednesday and Thursday with a knee injury designation on the injury report. Yeah, Sarah, honestly, I don't know what the deal is, and I'm not sure anyone does besides those who are in the building up at one winning drive. Now, we did stumble upon a tweet from Dr. Jesse Morse, who's a sports medicine physician. He's double board certified and refers to himself as the fantasy doc. Now, look, I have no idea who this dude is, but he does have over 40,000 people following him on Twitter. So do with that what you will. But Dr. Morse said he rewatched every target Andrews had on Sunday against the Giants and didn't see anything obvious in regards to a knee setback. Andrews played 92% of Baltimore's offensive snaps and wasn't sidelined for any prolonged periods of time. So it's a bit of a mystery. Now, there's, of course, always the chance of it being non-contact related on a play or a route that may have been away from the football, or maybe it was some sort of flare-up that didn't begin to bother Andrews until after the game. I'm just throwing out some scenarios. All right, well, since we're throwing out scenarios for the purpose of this exercise, let's just uh, assume the worst for a second. Let's say Andrews can't go on Sunday, or at best, he's limited. 
Are the Ravens going to have Rashad Bateman back? I think we can say that things are trending in the right direction for Bates, Sarah. We haven't seen him since the Buffalo game, which he was knocked out of due to a left foot injury, which we later learned was a legitimate sprain, like an actual foot sprain. The good news is, is that he's practiced both Wednesday and Thursday so far this week. Now, though, in a limited capacity, right? But it is a good sign for his game status come Sunday, I'd say. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into some theories. And again, they're just theories. There's no inside knowledge here on this specific situation. But, Bobby, would it be fair to say that the Ravens may have pursued Deshaun Jackson aggressively due to what they were likely made aware of several days ago in regards to Andrews. I mean, this signing and visit went down lightning fast. That would make sense to me, especially given Bateman's current state and probably not wanting to overuse him in his first game back should he be able to give it a go on Sunday. And you know, Sarah, another thing you alluded to is how many other veteran free agent wide receivers that the Ravens have been reportedly linked to in recent months that never developed into anything. This acquisition happened quickly, to your point, and if Jackson is elevated to the game day roster come Sunday, I'd expect the Ravens to use him right away. I mean, this is a passing attack that's desperate for a spark, as we've spoken about in recent days, especially via the deep ball. Jackson may be 35, and it may be his 15th NFL season, but I don't think we should sell him short for what he's still capable of doing. He showed this last year. Keeping secondaries honest with his blow-the-top-off-your-defense kind of speed and explosiveness. That's the element of Baltimore's offense that's been lacking with Hollywood Brown no longer around. All right. Well, Bobby, I won't sell D-Jack short, okay? But if the Ravens don't have Andrews with or without D-Jack, I'm scared to see what this offense may look like. You better believe all eyes will be on Friday's injury report because Andrews, as we all know, is Jackson's, Lamar Jackson's security blanket. He would be a huge loss, and I don't think that that can be overstated. I'll tell you what, Isaiah Likely, Josh Oliver, and Nick Boyle, if Mark Andrews can't go, you three have got to step up. All right, still to come here on The Vault, a candid Marlon Humphrey opens up about Sunday's loss to the Giants. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So Marlon Humphrey finally addressed that post-game insanity tweet that the media world was buzzing on after the Giants lost, right? You remember, it read, insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Albert Einstein, Sarah. Yeah, Humphrey tweeted that quote during the team's train ride back from New York to Baltimore. And people online, including us, were trying to decipher what it meant. Was he calling out coaches' schemes? Or was he calling out players' execution? Was he talking about their fourth quarter collapses? Well, journalists finally caught up with Humphrey Thursday in the Ravens locker room. I think we've lost some games in the fourth quarter. So that's really uh, just frustrating um, as, a, as a player and on the train back. A couple of the guys were like, that was a pretty good tweet, actually. So uh, I didn't know I had the, Twitter, the, the world buzzing until my um, sister sent me a, uh, I guess somebody asked Harvard about it. And uh, I guess it was a... Uh, a, a big deal, but uh, no, that, that was just a frustration among some of the guys. We were all talking like, man, we kind of keep doing the same thing. At the end of games, just you know, not finish a game. So uh, that's that, that's that's really all that was. All right, after listening to that, Bobby, I kind of feel like you called it out. You called it out during our instant reaction video when his tweet first hit the the Twitters, if you will. You said it was more of an emotional tweet after a brutal loss, and that's what Marlon basically said in the clip. He just said he was frustrated with the repeated fourth-quarter collapses. A lucky guess, I suppose. But, yeah, it's <laughs> tough to read too much into what players do on social media right after tough losses. I mean, they're obviously feeling the emotions of the game, but it does beg the question. What are the Ravens going to do to stop these end-of-game meltdowns in the fourth quarter? Baltimore's been outscored 64-22 to in the final frame, which is the worst margin in the final quarter in the NFL so far this season entering Week 7. Yeah, that is the question. And Humphrey said a few things. Like he said, a few of the players approached Coach John Harbaugh about changing some small details, things like checks on the defense. And that's what Harbaugh implemented a leadership council for. He always meets weekly with this leadership council of players so they can give feedback and make sure everybody's on the same page. So, yeah, they can do small things like that. But it really is an interesting question because how do you teach someone how to finish. It feels more mental, right? It's not like if you have a problem with penalties, you can pinpoint the problem and teach the correct technique, teach the correct rules. If there's a bad snap, you practice snapping. If there's a poorly designed play, you throw it out and get a new one. I don't know how you practice finishing. That's tougher to do. But if you ask Marlon, you have to take a page out of Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers playbook and just relax. Here's what Marlon told the media. Quote, we all want to make those plays at the end. We want the offense to be on the field for eight minutes at the end. Yeah, so do I. And he says, we want the defense to go three and out at the end. We all want it. But when we spoke in the team meeting, I was like, we actually just need to relax some. We're pressing so hard that it's almost a reverse effect. Close quote. Yeah, Sarah, that sounds a lot like the message Lamar Jackson had for his offense, too. Listen to this. Uh, I feel like we, we need to stop putting that on our mind because we know we should be doing that anyways. You know, we the offense. We get in the red zone, we should, we should score points, not overemphasize that, like, we got we in the red zone, we need to score, you know. Um, some, men, some of the guys were talking, like, we just got to go out there and do us. 
because we've been doing it without thinking about scoring in the red zone. We're scoring from here. We just went out there and did it, and we need to get back to it. All right, Bobby, is it possible that the Ravens running back room is actually putting together an under-the-radar start to the season numbers-wise? I mean, we both know numbers never lie, so it's entirely possible, partner. But hey, we've got to give Daniel Reese from Ravens Twitter a hat tip here. But uh, through six games, the Ravens are averaging over six yards per rush on designed run plays as a team. The next highest is Detroit at 5.66. Now, Reese goes on to note in his tweet that the 2020 and 2019 Ravens averaged 5.46 yards and 5.44 yards, respectively. And you bet, there's absolutely room to grow and improve. Which could begin on Sunday, right? Because ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that Gus Edwards is expected to play and play well in week seven. Bobby, we haven't seen Gus Bus in well over a year due to his torn ACL that sidelined him for all of 2021. So needless to say, his presence would be a welcome sight for Baltimore's rushing attack. Absolutely. And hey, I'm sure that just as they have with all of their rehabbing players, the Ravens are going to ease Edwards back into the fold. Here's offensive coordinator Greg Roman on what he's seen from Gus in recent days. Gus is looking really good. Gus is looking really good. I think he's on track. Uh, we're really excited about having him back. I think he's getting better every day, and it's visual. I could visually see, uh, see it. You know, really excited about that. All right, Bobby, and switching over to J.K. Dobbins, what's the latest with him? It didn't seem like his surgically repaired knee responded very well to that MetLife Stadium turf, which we all hate. When are they going to take Calais' advice and just go with grass? We'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But uh, yeah, like Andrews, Dobbins has missed two straight days of practice, which leaves his status for Sunday, obviously, in limbo. Justice Hill, on the other hand, though, in a positive direction, was a full practice participant on Thursday as he works his way back from a hamstring setback. So I like his chances to go on Sunday based on where he's at right now. All right. And give us a couple more injury notes from Thursday before we get into quick hits. So Patrick Ricard and Marcus Peters joined Andrews and Dobbins as the four players to miss practice entirely on Thursday, Sarah. The only other player we've yet to mention is outside linebacker Justin Houston, who returned to practice and was limited as he works his way back from that groin issue. And before we jump, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with offensive coordinator Greg Roman, who was asked Thursday if he missed some opportunities to run more Sunday against the Giants, especially in the red zone. He said in hindsight, he definitely could have tried it more. I thought we were throwing the ball really well, too. The problem for us was, you know, in the red zone, it got sticky. So, you know, looking back, you definitely think, hey, maybe we could have done that a little bit more and seeing how that worked out. But... Uh, going into the game, you know, we were pretty confident we could run a bunch of crossing routes, which we were hitting in the middle of the field. And we got down there and, uh, you know, it just wasn't working for us. But uh, they were loading the box pretty good down in the red zone, as they always do. So, um, but hey, you know, uh, you get back to work, you look at it, and uh, you make the necessary adjustments. Also, so far, so good with left tackle Ronnie Stanley. In just his second game back from injury, Stanley posted the third best pass blocking grade among all NFL tackles, according to Pro Football Focus. 
Stanley was also on a pitch count Sunday against the Giants, and then when Morgan Moses left the game with that heel injury, Baltimore planned to keep Stanley on a pitch count, but he made the call. He made the call to stay in on every series. And now Stanley's next matchup will be against the Browns pass rush specialist, Miles Garrett, who has five sacks this season. And finally, wide receiver Devin Duvernay only had one catch on Sunday after being heavily involved the week before, which Greg Roman took note of. And when I say he took note of it, like he actually made a note to himself on paper to get Duvernay more involved. And he mentioned at the end of that note, he put an exclamation point after it. Why not two exclamation points, G-Row? Come on. But hey, thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We, of course, created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as of last month, the Ravens Vault podcast is now available on YouTube. Consider subscribing to our channel ahead of week seven against the Browns. All you have to do is simply search Ravens Vault Podcast on YouTube. And that's all the time we've got today, but we will be back Sunday night with our instant reaction to Ravens Browns. If you or someone you know is interested in advertising on our podcast, hit us up at BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening to the Ravens Vault. Ravens Vault.